Building self-awareness is not, in my, in our opinion, is not just understanding, it's understanding and then. So what? I'm Leslie Ferry, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of Brise, a mobile app designed to empower individuals and ignite their career success. On our Bright and Wise podcast, we integrate practical skills development guidance with stories of exceptional people who share how they got to where they are today and where they want to go next. Keep listening to hear how you can become bright and wise. Well, we're back with Nikki and Mo to continue our discussion and getting their expertise on this wonderful subject of self-awareness and why we need soft skills in the workplace. So our last conversation was really around what is self-awareness and why is it so important in the workplace and what wonderful outcomes does that drive? So now we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about, okay, how do we build it then? And I'm going to sit here and be quiet and learn from the two experts. So (laughs) you guys, how how can we help our listeners understand? Because it can be an overwhelming topic. So are there, uh, and I'm an incredibly pragmatic person. So what are some of the ways that we can help our listeners understand how, at least how to get started, right? Sure. I do want to say that self-awareness is one of those things that you never stop learning about. You know, I'm still learning about myself every day. It's practice and it requires a lot of reflection and kind of taking this metacognitive approach to yourself, kind of seeing yourself, you're the observer watching yourself behave and act and and kind of analyzing those behaviors. But I think there's a few dimensions that people can start with um, asking themselves is values. I think those are so important because that will help you see where you fit and who you align with working with. Um, So trying to understand what are those guiding principles that help you make your decisions in your life. And People have these, they just often don't have words to, they've never thought about articulating them. Um, so it really is just kind of sitting down and reflecting and asking yourself, what do you value? Asking yourself what, you know, makes you passionate. I always ask myself, <laughs> this is a little bit morbid, but like towards the end of my life and I look back, like, what do I want to have seen myself as? Like, how do I want to look back? And that really drives a lot of kind of what I do every day today, even though it's, um, you know, in the future, but it, it gets me to think like, long-term, like I got to work towards these goals and this is what I really care about. And if I'm working towards something that I care about and they're so passionate about, then that makes every day better. (laughs) Like people have to ask this question a lot and constantly, you know, as the example I was telling before about how I kind of landed back in my PhD is I was just asking myself when I was reacting, like just what Mo said, I found myself happy or not excited or just, you know, apathetic. And I was asking myself, why is that the case? Like what's happening here? So it is a lot about asking yourself, why are you reacting the way you're reacting? And I think also just understanding and asking other people, like, how do you, like my friend of mine, he's a serial entrepreneur. He actually just sent a survey out to like his very close friends, coworkers, family, two or three questions. And it was, what do I bring uniquely to the world? Like, what do you value or like about me or appreciate about me? Because that was helping him see how others perceived his value add and contribution to the team. And he was, I think, a little self-conscious asking those questions at first. But I know since then, he's like, that was the best thing I've ever done. Like, it really brought so much insight into like who I am and how other people see me. So it's pretty simple, like just literally asking people, how do you see me? (laughs) 
Yeah, I love this idea of reflection. As a species or as humans in general, we just don't often, most of us don't, from our experience, don't carve out enough time to really reflect on ourselves. And so, because it can be kind of daunting, right? It's a very open-ended nebulous task to just sit down and think. So sometimes I think it's really helpful to have some guidelines as to how to build it. So whether it's tools, whether it's prompts, or whether it's just aspects of yourself to think about. We'll just list a few aspects of um, kind of core aspects of self-awareness that might be some good starting points when you're thinking about who I am and um, understanding what I bring, especially to the workplace. So as Nikki mentioned, these this idea of values and passions. So what gets me excited? Again, tap, tapping down into when you think about something or when you're engaging in something, tapping in to say, what am I feeling at this moment? Naming it, like Nikki mentioned. Does this make me feel apathetic or does this make me feel happy and excited and passionate? I think then understanding kind of your aspirations. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I ask myself that every day because I still <laughs> feel like I'm growing up, even though I don't want to keep growing up, right? Um, <laughs> um, but we are dynamic beings. We're going to change. And with that comes a dynamic self-awareness, right? As we change, we have to update who we are. So our aspirations also change. Then understanding our, our personality is something that is not so much dynamic. And some people believe you are born with a particular personality. It's in your makeup. That's not necessarily our stance on it, but we do believe that, that a personality is relatively stable characteristics, traits, and individual attributes that people possess. And they, they change, certainly, and they fluctuate. But overall, you tend to have a somewhat stable personality and that drives our behavior a lot and it drives how we engage with the world. So understanding your personality, like we mentioned, your reactions to any stimuli, whether it's our, our own emotions and then thinking about where we fit best. So this is one of my favorite is just finding, putting myself in a particular place and tapping into, does, does this align with me? Is this where I want to be? Do these people fit with my own values and passions and aspirations that I already identified? So those are some things to think about. And I, I journal a lot. Um, and I and I know Nikki writes and journals all the time. So uh, that is a really good way, um, especially with some prompts, to tap into some self-awareness and to self-reflect without just sitting there. Because then you can go back and be like, oh, look at my self-awareness journey five years ago. And look how different it is. <laughs> and how cool is that? So um, journaling and reflecting can be either thinking, writing, talking, however you um, you think. But then there is, and I'll let Nikki get to this, the one aspect that we think um, can be really helpful that's sort of outside the self that can help drive our self-awareness. Nikki, do you want to talk a little bit about how our, how assessments can be super helpful for this? Yeah. So I think there's um, a few ways, like, like you said, it's a daunting task to sit there and ask yourself these questions. So there are some tools and exercises that you can do. I already mentioned early on, like, Psychological assessments are what really attracted me to psychology. Um, it helped me understand myself. Um, and so I highly encourage others to, you know, take those kind of assessments. They're all a little bit different, but like they do provide insight. And there's no one like perfect test that's out there. There's um, like a free one that I can share with the users that's called SAPA Project. It's SAPA-project.org, um, which was developed by some of the top personality researchers. And so it is free because they are collecting data, <laughs> but it's a nice way. And there's also um, the IELTS psychologists created this occupational network. So they studied jobs and understand like, what are the different tasks that go into each job? There's an assessment on what we call the ONET, occupational network. And now the Department of Labor manages it. 
but you can go on there and take an assessment called make your next move. And it asks you like about different tasks and responsibilities. And then it shows you kind of different situations that might match up with who you are. So what it does is basically it takes like all these like examples and behaviors and synthesizes them and combines them and gives you a language around them. So you might not recognize that these 10 behaviors are all related to one another, but really, you know, they're all stemming from some personality construct and we can help you see that. And with ONET, what's really interesting is they not only did they understand, they try to understand what tasks map onto particular jobs, but they try to understand what individual differences, attributes, characteristics, traits, whatever you want to call them, map onto those tasks. So if you possess these individual differences, you're likely going to succeed and enjoy these particular tasks. And these particular tasks are aligned with these career fields. And so again, it's a self awareness tool where oftentimes as humans, it it's, can be challenging to look inwards without our own bias, right? Mm-hmm. And tools, assessments can really help us look inwards by not directly asking, hey, are you conscientious, right? <laughs> and and they, they can ask you some of those. And, and that's what our tool does because we've developed a tool to build self-awareness for entrepreneurs and for any startup team and, and, and any workplace related team is these questions that help them get at what are your knowledge, your skills, your abilities within the startup space? Um, and we validated it in science. And it has really helped our clients build the self-awareness that they need to succeed in their current jobs. And it's there are a few tools out there that are specifically oriented towards particular career paths or a particular context. Oftentimes, you'll see these self-awareness tools in a very general domain. So personality tests just are very general and they're used for you to gain self-awareness in a in a very um broad uh, domain space but what our tool does is it really focuses on the workplace because i know i'm different than my myself at work is a little different than myself at home right and so and we know that and uh, being aware of how i vary across my domains is really important it can also help like communicate to others because a lot of times we just don't have the language to share so I teach a course at um, the Kogai Business School at the American University called Leading High Performance Teams. And I started asking each of the teams, individually, they take personality assessments, and then they come together as a group to talk about it. And the feedback that I've gotten afterwards is, I've never had a class where like, I actually liked my team members and got to know them and changed the way we interacted. <laughs> it's so simple, but it makes the biggest difference just being able to communicate to somebody else like, hey, this is how I work, or these are the patterns and tendencies that I tend to to follow when I have my, you know, work style or, you know, being able to actually communicate and share and have a language around that, I think is another aspect of what assessments do really well. Yeah, especially in the collective space. I mean, I think it just gets us all talking about ourselves. I mean, we, most people either love or hate talking about themselves, right? But making it a safe space, uh, we call it psychological safety, Mm -hmm. where you can sit in a group and say, here's me. I'm uniquely me. That's one of our values that's on our website. Be uniquely you, right? So here's me. Here's what I bring. Here's what I have. I have my students do this as well, sit in a group and talk about, here are all my skills. Here is my personality. Here's how I behave. And here's how I'm probably going to behave in relation to you. And we've done this exercise. We do this exercise all the time, right, Nikki? Just saying, hey, here's here's me. This is a characteristic of mine. And so that really helps to build that relational self-awareness. And then as that grows, it's really interesting to see. We see this with our students too. 
as this like relational collective self-awareness grows, you start to see the team like grow closer together. Mm -hmm. Like you see this cohesion because there's an acceptance and an understanding of the behavior, not just that person did this because of a narrative that I construed in my head. Oh, that person did this because she has X, Y, Z attributes and characteristics. And now I am aware of it. And now I've created a different, more positive narrative in my head. And at work, it really helps with um, preventing, you know, negative affect or problems at work. One of my favorite stories is when Mo and I first started working together, I feel like we would have a lot of conversations where we were using the same words, but having like completely <laughs> different conversations with each other. And it took us a while to figure out what was happening, but I'm a very abstract thinker. I think at a very, very high level. And so I have these like big ideas and Mo's like, okay, but that's a great idea. But like, what does that actually mean in real life? Like, let's bring it yeah. down to earth. <laughs> and so <laughs> as soon as we were able to be like, okay, she's a really good at concrete thinking and thinking about what it means, like step-by-step, step, whereas I'm really good, you know, high level we realized our, our communication changed a little bit because we knew that about each other and we were able to like stop and say, and then not only were we able to work better together and understand and actually have conversations <laughs> that made sense, yeah. but it also gave us a pathway to really understand how to um, divide and conquer some of that work sometimes and like who does what well and who thinks, you know, this way best. Um, and so, yeah, that the way it changed, like, instantly like once we started using those terms and words and understanding why we were saying things we were saying it's yeah. just it was like magic and we have our clients do that right when mm-hmm. when they take our assessments we have them sit down and um if they feel comfortable which pretty much everyone is or else they normally don't come to us to build self-awareness right at, at a team level we have them sit down and look at their reports and and understand that there's like a, a team kind of map where they can see their asset their collective assets and liabilities and they can see where their differences are and the variation is it. And then they can sit down and say, well, what does this mean for us? Right. And so it's not just building, building self-awareness is not in my, in our opinion, it's not just understanding it's understanding. And then so what, right. So, so Nikki and I communicate very differently. So what are we going to do about it? Um, Okay. Well, I probably need to use more concrete language. I also need to stop you when you're getting too abstract and I'm not following. And, and so those little, very small little tactics can help build collective awareness. That, that's, that's very powerful. Thank you. I can also share a couple activities and exercises if that's helpful. One is to just see what, like, look at what you don't like and what you, what makes you unhappy. And that's almost just as informative as knowing what you do well. Before you act, like a lot of times when people post things on, you know, social media, they are doing so with a purposeful intent, like, oh, I want people to see me this way. Before anyone like posts or tells a story or talks to others, like stop and ask yourself why you're doing that. And in a leadership position, I want to come off as, you know, this smart, like person who knows something. When in reality, like leader humility is one of the biggest predictors of success. Being able to say, okay, I'm actually going to be realistic with myself and know that I'm not perfect and I can't do everything really, really well and start to learn like what I do well and what I don't do well. And then when I know what I don't do well, then I can pull in the right people. But asking yourself, you know, why are you doing what you're about to do kind of gives you a little bit of insight into your behaviors about before you act. You can also, I like to call them, this is probably because Mo and I used to um, work for the Army Research Institute, but, and this is, I think their language, but after action reviews. So like after you have a big performance episode, 
or like a meeting with a client or something, like take a few minutes afterwards to say, what did I do well? What didn't I do well? What went right? What went wrong? And reflect like immediately after that behavior. And a lot of insights come from that. Um, and you can do that individually um, by yourself. Again, sit down, write it down, put it on a on a nap or post it or or huddles, right? Um, after every meeting, we suggest our clients have an a, you know a big meeting huddle. If you're pitching to a venture capitalist and you did it or you made a presentation, sit down. What went well? What didn't go well? Now and and do it directly afterwards, right? And that helps to build self awareness because our memory is very much in play. Same with this, you know, after we meet in a podcast, let's sit down and talk about what we did, what we didn't do well, Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. Those are things that we um, that we really push ourselves to do as well as our clients. Yeah, I think with the, the pandemic, we've all had days where it's really difficult to get out of bed and, you know, like the days are monotonous. So I think it's a good time to stop and ask yourself, like, when are those days where you're just like ready to jump out of bed and why, you know, like what's different about those days compared to the days where you're like, oh, another Monday or Tuesday, I can't even remember what day it is because everything's the same, you know? So I think understanding kind of what makes you get up and what makes you get so excited in the mornings and because th- you're thinking ahead, right? Like, what are you going to do today? What are you going to accomplish? That's a really also good way to kind of self-reflect and understand your passions and aspirations and just what you're good at. Because I think it's more exciting to do something you're good at. Um, people tend to be more stressed and have higher anxiety when they're like, oh, I'm not really good at this, but I have to do this all day long. And it can also help you get out of bed, right? If you're saying, all right, so today is one of those days where I don't want to get out of bed, but I know that what makes me feel really good is going on a hike in the fall. So I'm going to carve out some time out of this day that I want to stay in bed all day to do something or even think about something that I know makes me feel feel good, feel positive about myself. And so I think that that is a, just because you are, you know, if, even if you are self-aware that today is not your day, it doesn't mean it. you can't change it. You don't have that agency to change because you do. So I've been sitting here quietly and chomping at the bit. <laughs> I need to do a, I need to make a shameless plug here for Bryce yeah. because we are a tool also like all of the great tools that you just talked about. We're designed to help people self-reflect. And so a lot of our development exercises on the skills are about focusing on specific activities like active listening, like my intellectual humility, like um, my communication style, like a lot of the exercises are around that so that we can help people build their strength and weakness categories, if you will, and then get to self-regulation. So that's really what we're trying to to do at Brise is to help individuals become more self-aware by first focusing them on skills that are important in the workplace, that they will then become comfortable with self-reflection. Because quite honestly, we're scared of what we're going to find out about ourselves. (laughs) And so if we can focus to, to, both of you said it individually, try to understand certain things. And so I think that if we could help people understand, well, did I really listen or did I just wait to get my point out? Uh, Did I just think about another topic while someone was talking and then I was ready when there was silence, I was ready to dive in with my idea. You know, these very, like I said, I'm very pragmatic. So when we created Bryce, that was the point was to bring it down to skills that I could then grow to true self-awareness and self-regulation in the workforce. So uh, you did a great setup and I didn't even know you were going to go there. So thank you for that. <laughs> it is a skill. Self-reflection is a skill. It takes practice. It and you get better at it. There are, there are so many opportunities just, you know, to tap in, just to build self-awareness throughout the day, right? It's not just, it doesn't have to be this big, large, you know, sit down and 
and write a big, huge, long journal post, right? It can just be, oh, let me just take a second, put an alert on my phone, tap into something, and then have a few self-questionnaires for yourself, right? Like, how am I feeling right now? Why is it? Why is this the way that I am? Or what, you know, all of these who, what, why, where, how questions um, <laughs> that you can just do really quickly throughout the day. And I think those are great ways to build self-awareness if, if, if you don't want to use any other tools as well. That's great. So the takeaway is that we really do need to understand ourselves. And we just get comfortable with reflecting on what we do well, what we don't, and learning from that. If you find our podcast interesting, please leave us a rating and review so others can benefit too. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.